0: Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day with life, where the life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading today from Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. But as for you, speak what is appropriate for sound doctrine. Encourage older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled, and sound in faith, love, and patient endurance. Likewise, encourage older women to be reverent in their behavior, not slanderers, Not enslaved to much wine, but teachers of what is good, so that they can train the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, busy at home, kind, and submitting to their own husbands, that the word of God might not be slandered. Likewise, encourage younger men to be self-controlled in all things. Show yourself to be an example of good works. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that the one who opposes us will be put to shame, because he has nothing bad to say about us. Encourage slaves to submit to their masters in everything, to be pleasing to them, not to be argumentative with them, not to steal from them, but to demonstrate their complete trustworthiness, so that they may show the teaching of God our Savior to be attractive in every way. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all people. It trains us to reject ungodliness and worldly lusts and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, that is, the glorious appearance of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. He gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people who are his own chosen people, eager to do good works. Keep telling people these things, continue to encourage and rebuke with full authority. Let no one ignore you. This is the word of our God. Paul continues with some very specific and some very thoughtful applications of God's word for different groups, different groups within the church. And I think I think part of the reason here is, yes, he's dealing with a form of Gnosticism and which is, you know, at it's very core at it's very basic. It says that my emotions and my desire are worth more and are more true than anything external to me. And so basically, if somebody really subscribes to that or buys into that, then just follow your heart is kind of their theme and Gnosticism also with their denial of sin and um, and calling calling really sin a good thing because any abuse of the body in any way um, either doesn't matter or is actually a good thing, they would say, because that abuse of the body in whatever manner is something that, that degrades the material, degrades the physical, and therefore um, therefore that's a good thing for them to do. So anyway, it's kind of this intersection of, of Gnosticism, which is just kind of this, this general philosophical idea that you follow your heart as well as I think the the cultural attitude of those who live on Crete, um the Cretans <laughs> even even in that word, I think it's kinda kinda come down to our present day with some of the connotations that um that Paul had alluded to one of their own poets saying earlier back in chapter one that Cretans are, are lazy brutes and uh and stubborn people, basically and so if you put those two things together that those who live on crete are a stubborn people who have very independent minds and who are very willing to follow follow their own desires and their own whims and then along comes this philosophical idea that says it's good to follow your own whims and you don't want to be subject to anyone and anything outside of you well then you've got a a difficult mission field You've got a difficult congregation or set of congregations for Titus to pastor. And I think then Paul's recommendations for the various groups make a little bit more sense. Um, Yes, that they apply to these various groups at every time and place because we are all people with a sinful flesh that wants to do what only it wants, a sinful flesh that does not want to submit or act in deference to anyone else, Um, a sinful flesh that, that really wants its own way, and in that sense these applications apply to each of us but the specific application there on crete is for these very independent um these very independent people who want to do their own thing and who have a reputation for being stubborn and for even um however he puts it in chapter 1 um in verse 12 he says one of their own prophets says Cretans are always liars, vicious beasts, and lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. For this reason, correct them sharply so that they may be be sound in the faith. And that's what Titus is dealing with here. He's dealing with people whose sins were paid for by Jesus at the cross because there Jesus paid for all the sins of all people of all time, right? But he's dealing with people who have this, this cultural sense and this cultural ideal, I suppose, of really wanting to follow their own way and do what they want. And in that sense, the, maybe the sinful nature has a little bit more free reign, or at least it's more visible, um, dealing with those congregations and that sinful flesh is being encouraged along by the philosophical ideas of the day. And so the, the different and specific applications make a little bit more sense. Um, such as verse two, talking about older men, encourage them to be temperate and worthy of respect, self-controlled and sound in faith, love and patient endurance. And when he says this, how would you kind of classify that as, as one kind of unit? Well, they're thinking about somebody else. They are in control of themselves. This ideal of self-control is a theme for all of these. And that's kind of the difference. I know Pastor Zeiling has talked about this and he's actually writing a paper, maybe even a book about it now, on the difference between submission and obedience. Um, obedience is outward conformation, um, outward attending and outward yeah, outwardly obeying a particular command. Um, submission is an inward attitude that shows itself in outward action. And it's different. You can obey something without having your heart in it, um, but you can't submit submit to something unless it begins in the heart. And so, what Paul talks to Titus a lot about here is that attitude of submission among the various groups in whatever their station in life may be. In the first group, he is talking especially to older men, the men who would be the leaders in God's church, the men who would be have the most responsibility um to lay down their lives in service to others and he says well to be temperate that is to be not hot tempered and not given to drunkenness not given to mood swings up and down but fairly even keeled that they should be worthy of respect um submission is that idea that they that they have their themselves under control that that sense of self-control and Paul even says that that they are to be self-controlled and sound in faith, love, and patient endurance. And in the same way, the older women encourage them to be reverent in their behavior, not slanderers, which is kind of the the counterpart to being temperate, that they are to be reverent in their behavior, and uh, not slanderers. Um, We've talked about this before. Slander, meaning to tell the truth, but not with a good motive, and gossip, gossip to tell A lie or tell an untruth and not with a good motive. Um, So there is such a thing as as putting the best construction on something and, and not being a gossip about it or keeping it to yourself. But slanderers that Paul says encourage these older women not to be slanderers, basically encourage them to find productive things to do and encourage them to pursue productive speech that builds each other up. Because it's... It's an attitude that is in service to the other, a sense of self-control, which is tied in with the sense of submitting to authority, submitting to the word of God and recognizing that the Lord has placed me here at this place in a specific vocation, in specific relationships with other people. And the way the Lord does design these relationships is that there are specific responsibilities for each party. And so when he says, encourage these older women to be reverent in their behavior and not slanderers, not enslaved to much wine, those are the things to avoid, to be more self-controlled about, that they aren't carried along by the passions of whatever it is that they want to say or do at the time, but rather they have a, an opportunity to be teachers of what is good. And that's, I think, you know, in any congregation, that's part of the the blessing of having so many different generations, so many different people with, um, who are just starting out, as well as people who have been, you know, maybe married for a long time, or raised children and now have grandchildren, but people from all walks of life and all ages of life worshipping together because one of the blessings of that is that the older people can share with the younger people that yes okay your girlfriend dumped you but it'll it'll be okay <laughs> you know life goes on and um and one day you'll you'll end up meeting somebody who will who will really fill, fit your needs and be a good match for you um, teachers of what is good. When he talks about these these older women, that he wants them to take up the responsibility of self-control and and, in a sense, submission. That is to say, how can I carry out my vocation with the specific opportunities that Jesus presents to me here? That if they are to be teachers of what is good, then that extends to the younger generations outside of themselves, and you notice that also here that that Paul talks to Titus in such a way as to say they are to avoid these things and then give them a task in relation to other people, and give them a task that they are to pursue with other people. Um, and you notice here also when he he moves from the older women to the, the training the young women women and teaching young women what is good, so that they can so that they can love their husbands and their children, to be self-controlled and pure, busy at home, and kind. Um, all these things that that the world looks down on, or the world ignores and bypasses. God holds up as, as beautiful and godly. And likewise, the younger, younger men to be self-controlled. So what do we learn from all of this? That what the world prizes is, is independence, and forcing your own way, and choosing your own path. And what God prizes, dear Christian, you've been placed in this place in relationship to these people with these specific responsibilities of your vocation. So act in a way that is self-controlled, godly, and carries out that vocation to the glory of God. Thanks so much for joining us here at the Raised with Jesus podcast. God bless your day.